Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Philippians. Today is episode 653. Look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 4b through 6. Let's read our passage. If anyone else thinks he has grounds for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, regarding the law of Pharisee, regarding zeal persecuting the church, regarding the righteousness that is in the law, blameless. This is Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. Paul's writing this letter of encouragement to them while he's imprisoned in Rome during this two-year imprisonment we see at the end of the book of Acts. They've sent a monetary gift to help support Paul, since he has to provide his own support. And they sent it via Epaphroditus, who got sick and nearly died, and now Paul's sending him back to Philippi, carrying this letter. Paul has just warned them to beware of the Judaizers. He doesn't use that term, but he talks about those who are trying to get them to follow through with circumcision. He calls them dogs, evil workers, those who mutilate the flesh. And we understand them to be Judaizers. The Judaizers are a group of Jews who have become Christians, but are preaching that Gentiles must become Jews in order to be Christians. We first saw them in the book of Acts. And then in Paul's letters, he wrote his letter to the Galatian church was primarily about the Judaizers. He mentions some problems from them in Galatians, and he speaks about them in Romans. So here he's hitting on it in Philippians. We don't know if there's an active group or problem with the Judaizers in Philippi, or if he's just warning them because it's an ongoing problem that just keeps cropping up everywhere. The problem is they've deviated from the gospel, where they have changed the gospel. You are not justified by faith in Christ, you are partially justified. What you really need to do to completely be justified is to become a Jew. And so Paul is saying that their confidence is in the physical act of circumcision. Their confidence is in following the Jewish rules. So in a sense, he's saying their confidence is in the flesh. What you do, that is what makes for a relationship with God. And so Paul's just saying, you can't have confidence in the flesh. Now he picks it up here in the second half of verse 4. If anyone else thinks he has grounds for confidence in the flesh, I have more. So he's saying, you can't have confidence in the flesh. But if these guys want to play this game of saying they have confidence in their flesh, that is what they've done, what their pedigree is, He says, I can top them. I can trump their hand, whatever it is. I can out-Jewish them any day of the week. So then he goes on to give basically his Jewish resume. He says, verse 5, circumcised the eighth day. Now this is what the Judaizers are calling for, saying that the Gentiles must be circumcised. Paul says, I was circumcised. He says, of the nation of Israel. Now, what the Judaizers are saying is that by circumcision, you're being brought into the community of God's people. You're being brought into 
Israel through the act of circumcision. Now, their preaching is still about faith in Christ, but they're diluting it, they're changing it, they're perverting it by adding all these other things that must be done. Then he adds, of the tribe of Benjamin. Now, Gentile converts who were brought into Judaism through circumcision, they weren't brought into a specific tribe. Paul's saying he has lineage to the tribe of Benjamin. And in fact, in Deuteronomy 33, 12, Benjamin was referred to as the Lord's beloved, kind of God's favorite tribe as described in Deuteronomy. There was a lot of pride for people to be part of the tribe of Benjamin. He says, a Hebrew born of Hebrews. Literally, it's Hebrew of Hebrews. Specifically saying he's pure Hebrew. He is no convert. He is no former Gentile who's become a Jew. He was born a Jew. He's pure Jew. Absolutely. He adds, regarding the law, a Pharisee. Now, the Pharisees, in our language, generally, we use Pharisee to mean a hypocrite. But a Pharisee was a very serious religious person back in that that time. The Pharisees were the ones who were very zealous about following the Jewish laws. They were the ones who had established an incredibly complex and strict set of rules to avoid violating a law. Because in their mind, you pleased God by following God's laws. And they turned it around. It's you please God by following his laws, not you follow God's rules because you love God. And, and they would say, yes, they do. But they were very serious about following the rules, very serious about legalism. And so regarding the law, the Jewish law, the Mosaic law, he was a Pharisee. That meant a lot. You would have a hard time being more religious than a Pharisee. Then verse 6, regarding zeal, persecuting the church. So he wasn't just a Jew. He was a Pharisee. He wasn't just a Pharisee. He was a very zealous Pharisee. Persecuting the church. That's where we first see Paul in the book of Acts. As Christians are being murdered, Paul stands there and approves. Says, hey, I watch your coats while you kill Stephen. And then Paul goes around rounding up Christians to imprison them, to carry him back to Jerusalem to put him in jail. And that's when Jesus appears to him on the road to Damascus. He was on his way there with letters of introduction from the chief priests in Jerusalem, giving him authority essentially to arrest Christians, bring them back for trial and imprisonment. So he wasn't just a Pharisee, but a very zealous Pharisee. There's some irony here where he used to persecute the church. Now, as part of the church, as a leader in the church, he is under persecution himself. Then he finishes and says, regarding the righteousness that is in the law, blameless. Now, he doesn't say righteousness of God. He says righteousness in the law, because that's what the Judaizers are looking to, is righteousness is based on your actions. For the gospel says, Righteousness is only given from God. You cannot be righteous enough for God. Righteousness is something that comes from God through faith. It's because of our faith that God then declares us righteous. 
But the Judaizers are falling in the old Jewish pattern of, no, righteousness comes from your actions. Well, Paul said, as far as following the law, hey, I was right on target there. Not a blemish on my record. And that's what the Judaizers want, is they want righteousness based on the law. And Paul, through all this, the reason he adds all this, he's basically saying, I did all that. I was not a Gentile who came to become a Jew. I was born a Jew, and I did all these things that the Judaizers are saying they want people to do, but it didn't count. I did it, but it doesn't count. And that's what he's going to hit in the next section, is all that I did, all that that I was very proud of, all that I was depending on, it didn't matter. So his point here is that there's no confidence in what we do. Our confidence is what Christ has done. Well, then a question would come up. So is it unimportant what we do? No, no, it's very important. And think about someone you love dearly. You love them because of what they do. No, you love them for who they are. You love them as part of the relationship. Does that mean what they do doesn't matter? No, it does matter. And that's where when we think about our behavior before God, it does matter. That's not what makes the relationship, though. So our confidence in our relationship with God, our confidence in our eternity, our confidence in our salvation is not in our actions. It's in what Christ has done, what God has said, what God has done. That's where our confidence is. Now, what we do does matter. And it's because of that relationship with God that we do the right thing. So it really comes back to, do you believe the gospel? The gospel says you're justified by faith in Christ. Justified is an act of grace by God. God is the one who justifies us. God is the one who declares us righteous, not based on our actions, based on what Christ has done. That's the gospel. And if you start changing that, you're changing the gospel. And when you change the gospel, you end up with something that's not the gospel. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Philippians.